Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) This is We Still Like Each Other, the podcast, where we prove that the honeymoon stage never, ever has to end. I'm Travis. (laughs) And I'm Stephanie. You messed that up a little. No, I didn't. You made it hot. (laughs) Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Um, This is dropping on Halloween. This is dropping on Halloween, and I got my teacher halloween outfit yeah, and i got my save mankind halloween collab that yes crazy graphic on the back i'll show y'all later yes. <laughs> um do you want to clarify like the brand like whose brand it is because i feel like some people thought it was our brand um yeah so it's a close friend of ours his name is sneak or sunny aka sneak uh-huh. and um he's just someone we've had the pleasure of calling you know he, he's become family at this point yeah and he has a um clothing brand called save mankind and the messaging is basically in the name i think but it's not our brand it's just a really good friend of ours pretty much a brother of ours um so we wear it all the time because we support his brand and we support it but we also we enjoy it it, yes because we're not supporting shit just because yeah i'm i'm not one of i well I will support someone once. Yes. But for me to be a repeat customer, because, you know, he's not giving us this stuff for yeah, free. No. Um, I have to really fuck with it. And he's doing great work. And Absolutely. I'm proud of him. I remember talking about that um, on a post on Instagram that your family and friends are supposed to support you, like encourage you. However, that does not mean that they are spending their money and purchasing every single thing that you sell. Um, that's not, that shouldn't be your business plan. If you, if you are banking on your success being solely on purchases made by friends and family, you need another business plan. Um, people get so offended, like, oh, people aren't supporting, oh, who's not buying? Well, they probably don't like it or don't need it. Um, Or they'll go broke buying Louis Vuitton, but but, won't spend a dollar on your brand. Because we don't want that shirt or that (laughs) whatever. It's not that serious. Yeah. Even with the podcast I had mentioned, I don't force my family and friends to listen. I'm like, did you listen last week? Because podcasting is very unique and it's for a certain group of people. I have friends who tell me, I listen to all the clips. You feel hilarious, but I haven't found the time to listen. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. And then it's an hour a week of your time. If you don't have it in you, then you don't have it in you. And then it's also we have family members who watch it or listen religiously. Religiously. And then they're calling us like, "Oh, that was crazy!" Or "Why'd you say that?" And it's you know. And we value both. You know, as long as you're not a hater and you your support from friends and family could be in sharing a post, liking a post, talking to a friend about it if it comes up at work. Like, don't expect your friends and family to keep your business afloat that's ghetto (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so you want to recap our week i feel like there's not much to recap except yeah 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 um for me it's been a pretty cool week um smooth week at work i'm trying to think nothing crazy oh i just got scammed a few hours ago oh that's your fault though yeah let's not get into that no i mean i thought someone got me at walmart (laughs) Uh, on walmart like the website not like at walmart yeah 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 they tried to order some airpods to their house they live in like sacramento i canceled the order but you know it's always always shout out to those people yeah but it was his fault but we won't get into that okay um our my week was pretty chill 
Eli had a Halloween parade at school on Friday. We did do that. And he was so happy when he saw us. Like that joy on your kid's face when they see you, even though they just saw you, is like the best. Yeah. And it's, um, it goes, it just reminds me how special working from home can be because, you know, since I was working from home, I was able to, you know, go for a few. I think the parade must have lasted 10 minutes. Yeah, it was so quick. Um, so I was able to go out real quick. And, you know, I'm sure he appreciated that. We brought his um, his toys that he loves. And, you know, he was just happy to see all of us. And it made me think, like, I'm happy I'm home. And it also reminds me that when I was teaching in the classroom, it wasn't fair that all the educators were pouring so much into their children at work, but then they couldn't be there for their own kids. Mm. You know, like if you have a kid in a different school who has a Halloween parade, you can't go because you're with your kids. Um, and I guess that comes with the job, but I I kind of hope that in the world of education, they allow parents to pour into their own children as, you know, even just a, a quarter <laughs> of how much they pour into 30 children that don't biologically belong to them i think this the world is slowly changing and evolving in a way that the work-life balance will be a lot better it's it's never going to be perfect but i think we're getting in a better place yeah definitely um but yeah what was our big this week for um we still like each other the podcast it was a big week for us yeah so uh tiktok Uh well a little backstory you know we we make these clips and we post them on Instagram. We, I think we do four platforms, Instagram, YouTube, mm-hmm. Facebook, and TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point I was just like, why, like, why are we posting on these other platforms? It's just, they're not getting any engagement. What's the point? But- and we're not really familiar with TikTok that much. We're like those millennials who think TikTok is this Gen Z platform. And we assumed that because we weren't doing enough of the dances or the voiceovers or the skits that we didn't know how to TikTok. And we, I think early in the week, we even had a conversation like, listen, we got to plan like five TikToks and knock them out. You know, like this, like the, the, the trendy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, although it's fun to do. I'm yes, not, it is. It, it is. is fun to do. And I'm not knocking anyone. And they're anyone. fun to watch. I think we might even do some right after this. Yeah, we're going to do a voiceover <laughs> today. Um, so those are cool, but it's also like, I don't want to just be known for that, especially our, our the main point of our platform is we're a podcast. But it's not that we didn't know how to do TikTok. We just thought we didn't belong on TikTok. Like our content wasn't TikTok worthy, but it is. It's basically short videos that are engaging and that's what we do yeah so i'm glad that the video that did kind of blow up for us was us just being us it wasn't a dance it wasn't a voiceover it wasn't a trendy whatever it was literally you and i being us being we still like each other the podcast so that was very um affirming yeah so one of our video or one of our clips went I, I always say mini viral because yeah, when you think of viral, I think of millions. Millions of views. Like my my brother went viral for having his Yeezy slide get stuck on his <laughs> foot. Mm. That's viral. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just went out of control. There, we couldn't. Every time I opened TikTok, the notifications were just pouring in mm-hmm. every second. Go to bed, wake up, another just flooded with notifications. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about what the video that went viral, mini viral. And the comments that were coming up in the 
on the video only because I feel like a lot of couples, a lot of women, a lot of men were defending their decision to sleep in separate beds. So the video that went mini viral was the sleeping one, which I would have never thought. Like that was the last topic of that episode and it felt kind of fast. We didn't have as much input for it. Yeah. And that's the one that went mini viral. Uh, so many people mentioned snoring. And what was your advice last week or two weeks ago? Um, just basically get some help. Get some help. I, I don't still stand on this, that you shouldn't just be living with it. Yes. Um, One user mentioned, well, getting help require you, requires you to have money and insurance. So I was like, okay, it is kind of like classist of us to assume everyone has access to health care. So that's, you know, understandable. So many people mentioned snoring, but connecting it to quality of sleep. And that's the part that I wanted to focus on. I 100% agree. Sleep is so important. Quality of sleep is so important. Ask our friends. Travis and I are the grandma and grandpa. If we have work the next day or anything, it's Eli have school. We're home by 9 p.m. We need our full night's rest or we can't function. I remember we even bought concert tickets one time and I had work. We had work the next day. And then last minute we gave the tickets away because I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to function at work tomorrow. And it started at like 10. And we're just like, by the time we're done. Who do we think we are? Like, it's not happening. So quality of sleep, 100 percent is so important. We are very lucky, it seems, that we just sleep well together. Like, I'm not like, he kicks me, he pushes me off, he pulls the blanket, or like anything like that. We just sleep well together. Puzzle pieces, baby. (laughs) But that's something that's not so common. There's some people who are extremely light sleepers. Like, I consider myself a light sleeper, but you also don't make too much noise. You're not getting up in the middle of the night. Um... There's some people that is to an extreme. There's some people who really need different comfort levels in the bed, like because of back problems. Like they need a really firm mattress. And then your partner's like, I can't sleep on this. It's too hard. Um, so the nuances that we mentioned, like there's certain reasons. No, there's a lot of reasons when quality of sleep is affected. Uh, Go ahead. I knew you were going to say something. No, I mean, I... I because it doesn't affect us that way i don't feel that way and i feel strongly about sleeping together Mm -hmm. and i think it i think it's important to a relationship and you know the people on tiktok beg to differ because they're just like oh but and one of the things that the reason why we even started this podcast we always talk about the goalposts being moved right they're like oh you'll oh you're in the honeymoon phase give it five years give it 10 years and they were moving the goalposts oh yeah in these tiktoks they're like Oh, wait till you're married for 20 years and tell me if you're still sleeping together. And wait till, and it's just like, no, shut. That negativity towards marriage, we got a lot of that. Like, oh, y'all just started. Oh, so many people assumed that I was pregnant with my first child. So they're like, ha, watch when the baby comes, ha. And I kept replying, like, we have a seven year old, we have a seven year old. And I know that every kid is different. So there's this saying in Spanish that says, um, no hay culpa para arriba que te caiga en la cara, which means don't spit up in the air because it'll fall on your face. And the sentiments are like, you can't talk shit because you might experience it. You might be put in that situation and have to deal with it the same way. 
So I stand on babies don't belong in my bed. And my fear with that is I don't want to crush the baby, <laughs> you know, and we only have a queen size bed. We fit good in the bed. I don't feel like we fit in the bed well enough to have a child there that they feel safe. And I'm not even thinking about crushing the baby. I'm just ha um, bad habits, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. What's I, a bad habit? Having the, your child in your bed. Mm. Um, I, I'm just not with it. Yeah, that's not. But again, classes. There's certain people who can't afford a crib, who don't have a crib. That's just, there's they're like sleeping in the in the bed. I feel like it has such a negative um, connotation to it. Like people are like, oh, your kid sleeps with you. And it's like, they judge families who do it. It's not for me, 100%. But I feel like it's for some people. If they could do it safely. Because my biggest fear is crushing a baby in the night. Um, you sleep heavy. And you're a heavy person. Like, you're over 200 pounds. Like, I worry about that. He's like, all right, you don't got to tell uh, me. <laughs> mostly, mostly muscle. But, like the saying says, who knows? Every kid is different. What if one day I'm losing my shit and I'm like, you know what? This little motherfucker wants to sleep with us. Fine. <laughs> don't, don't call my son a little <laughs> motherfucker. Right? Like, you know, I might be pushed to that and then it might make my life easier. And I'm like, sorry, babe, he's going to have to sleep here. Like, I don't know. So I don't want to be like, ugh, we would never because you never know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that River is very similar to his older brother. Yeah. And because Eli was amazing. He's still amazing with his sleeping. I feel like we've spoken about it before. He's, amazing so real. yeah i remember one time we wanted to sleep with him just kind of like oh you want to sleep with us tonight to be cute he was kicking us in the back he was we were like no put him right back in his bed never did it again <laughs> um there's this rob Daredek show i don't know if it's still on the tv but the logo of the show is someone like falling and doing a scorpion move <laughs> and i've walked into our son's room and just seen him in the most That's awkward how, yeah, positions in the mornings like Sometimes I'll just take a picture and send it to Travis. Like, look how Eli woke up, is sleeping today. Weirdest positions. He sleeps like a madman. So we never, we literally, I think one time we're like, oh, we can have a sleepover. Let's all sleep together. Nope. <laughs> I hope he breaks it because I feel for his partner. <laughs> <laughs> and he only got a twin bed. He's going to fall off of that bed one day. But he never, he's never he's fallen. He's never it's, fallen. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Too funny. But um, one of the comments that was mad funny, not it was like annoying, but it's also funny. A man said, so I have to get tests run on me when she can just wear earplugs. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yo, men want to do the bare fucking minimum. No, that man. And then it's like, it's on her to wear earplugs. I got to get tests run. Yes. Like the tests are to better your quality of sleep, your health. Because snoring isn't normal in the sense that it's like, it's healthy if I'm yes, not mistaken. It could be like sleep apnea. You have too much like weight pressure on your chest. I don't know. Something with your nose. Like it's a medical issue that can get fixed. You know what I'm saying? And if some people live with it forever, fine. But the audacity of you to say, it isn't my problem to fix. She could just wear earplugs. Like, what? A lot of women in the comments did say, or a lot of people said, 
that they do wear earplugs because their partners snore and that is fine. I don't know. I feel like earplugs, I wouldn't be able to fall asleep. Like it would bother me. Even I can't wear headphones walking down the street at full volume because yeah. I feel like I need to hear. The um the other day, my cousin posted a video and she was just in bed and her partner must have just been snoring. She's just making her face up and you just hear the snoring going. And I'm just like, damn, this shit is like really happening because, you know, I you, you hear about it. But yeah. then she's like posting her story like somebody come get this man. Yeah. And And, quality of sleep to me is important and I can't sleep through heavy snoring. So what I was, we're fortunate that Mm -hmm. even me as a heavy sleeper, I think if you were next to me, I would be like, what's that? He would literally sleep through anything, I feel. No, no. You don't know how heavy you sleep, baby. You sleep heavy. Less cuter, too. Oh, that's (laughs) another thing. So much misogyny in these comments. We'll talk about that about the next video. But, um, yeah. I get it. However, another very popular comment was, wait till you hear about couples who don't even sleep in the same house. <laughs> so there were the there was like that middle group of like, we each have our own room. You know, we need personal space. I get your own office, your own man cave or woman cave, like your own space. But your own crib. But your own bedroom doesn't make sense because... Oh, okay. Own bedroom. Got Your it. own bedroom. I think if that if it's because you like space, I feel like it doesn't make sense because you're just sleeping in the night. So if you're not getting space from your partner throughout the day in other ways or throughout whenever, and your only me time is bedtime, that's like weird. But yeah, the next step was a lot of people said they have separate houses. Why are you shaking your head? Because check your um, what's that word? Check your, your, oh man, your privilege. Oh, <laughs> to have two houses. Yeah, the fuck. Like, <laughs> trying to, I'm still trying to figure out this apartment situation. You're talking about having two. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I don't know about that. Yeah, baby, I was gonna actually ask you if you could rent a studio for me uh, to run my business and have my pole nest in there. Uh, Do you think you know you can bring, make that and happen? Bring some women through. Oh gosh, here we go. gotcha (laughs) (laughs) no but separate houses there were a couple of situations like older people who got married later in life like maybe their second marriages so they each have their own home and it kind of just stays that way they kind of grow comfortable in their own space and then they get married but like just still live that separate life um, who, which celebrity did I hear about recently? Um, Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm-hmm. She does that. They bought brownstones right next to each other. Mm-hmm. So I forget her husband. He's an actor as well. Brownstones where? In New York. Oh my God, that's money. But yeah, they they have money. Yeah, but you know they they said it helped because they were going through rough times and it helped with their save their marriage and stuff like that. But, Someone said that it actually hindered their marriage like oh it started out that way to see if it'll help their marriage and it led to their divorce sleeping in separate rooms so it depends a lot of people were like um what most of the comments were people coming for us like oh who cares oh y'all can't be apart just to sleep Uh." oh my favorite one was y'all y'all look like the type to have matching pajamas (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. And I was like, we definitely are. <laughs> we already have our matching pajamas for this Christmas. Like, we order them shits early. Cause and we have some for River. Just in case he's born. And he's, he's due January 3rd, but Eli was born 10 days early. So I'm like, just in case he's already born, we need to have it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we are that family. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the next video. The other video that kind of went mini viral too, and it was the video about setting the bar too high, how men will try to show out on a very expensive date, but then they can't keep up with it. Yeah. Um. So what are your thoughts on that? No, I, I mean, I still stand by it, you know, act your wage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of comments were like, you know, don't introduce her to a vibe you can't maintain or yeah, for sure. things um, like that. And I, I, I said, I, you know, in the beginning of our relationship, I was a little guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Just kind of swipe, swipe, swiping on the credit cards, just kind of not really no money management, just like, oh, mm-hmm. let's do this. Let's do that. And realistically, that's not who I am. That's not what my salary can do. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like I knew how much you were making when you were doing that. We just weren't managing money correctly. It's not like you were doing that. And in the back of my head, I thought you made more money than you did. That's true. You know? So it's a little bit different. Um, A lot of men stated, because in the video I say, instead of doing a fancy date in the beginning, do like coffee dates or picnics or things that are not so expensive. And so many men are like, but women don't even like those dates. What do you think? I think maybe the I, that could be true. But I think there are women who do enjoy those things. And just that like, could be true of the women they're trying to attract. What kind of women is that, baby? A woman who likes those things. Oh. There are women <laughs> who like those things. But if that's not the woman you can afford. My, my fellas out there, y'all know what type of women like that. What are you talking about? Like these Instagram models, like these. Oh no, baby, don't don't join the mis- misogyny train, please. We have enough of that on our comments. All right. I wasn't trying to classify a certain girl besides money expectations. It could be a lawyer, it could be a doctor, it could be a business owner. It doesn't have to be an Instagram model. I just feel like, in my experience, and I. I shouldn't um, put this blanket statement over all type, all over women. But in my experience, though, anytime a woman has just wanted money from me, they've had a certain look. And what's like what? F- fat ass. <laughs> the model types. And, you know, I'm broke, so I couldn't I couldn't do it. Okay. And then they stopped talking to me, you know, respectfully to them. Like, mm-hmm. just had to keep it pushing. And that's fine if that's what they... And I'm not saying women shouldn't want those things, but not all women want those things, right? And it depends on their lifestyle. So if you're talking about like the Instagram fat ass model, a lot of those women work in industries where there's a lot of money and flashing all around them all the time. So yeah, they're not going to want those things. But so do you think... Let's say that's your thing. Mm -hmm. You you want that type of girl. Do you think... You shouldn't pursue it because it's just like, I can't, it's out of my... Yeah, exactly. Like, don't pursue a girl you can't give her, you can't fulfill her expectations. Okay. Like, the same way, I don't want to date a guy who has seven children 
because I know there's not much money left over for us to do anything. You get what I'm saying? Does that make me a horrible person because I don't want to be? No, I just have needs too. And I want to go out on dates and do certain things. And if all your money is tied up, that might be a problem for me. Okay. Um, I was thinking though, I feel it should be a general rule of thumb that date number one should always be low key. Even if you have money per se, you know, I guess no, because a certain amount of money, it literally doesn't matter. What, what was our first date? Was that the... Well, our shit was fucked up because you never took me on a date. Mm-hmm. We were like meeting up, having sex, hanging out, Whoa. falling in we didn't love, have sex and up. we never went on a date. We didn't have sex until we got married, first of all. Okay. And no, then, then I remember saying, um, we haven't even been on a date. We went to the Italian restaurant. And we went to an Italian restaurant. But the Italian restaurant was a modest price restaurant. And, you know, it was nice. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I remember I cried a lot that day. Yeah. I don't. We didn't say I love you yet. So it was, it was early on. It was like within the first two weeks. But we were like linking up before we dated. Yeah, yeah. We were definitely doing um, a lot of activities. <laughs> <laughs> but our first date was just like a, an Italian restaurant. Yeah, that was. And, and I think and you we, brought me flowers. And we've been back. Yeah. It's still priced moderately. Yeah, we've gone a couple of times. Um, and then I was always like, he'd been here before with some other bitch. He says no. But he also didn't put much thought into it. You like Googled it, right? What? I mean, no, I didn't put much. I wanted a nice restaurant. Okay. It didn't have any um, meaning to it. Just, <laughs> it was like. It, it was fine. The date was amazing, though, because I cried my eyes out to you, like talking about life and like Eli and the the wine was getting to me and I was only crying and you were mad serious. Yo, Travis is like that. Travis, even now, like if I'm crying, he don't cry. He be mad serious. I like, cry. Not be- you've cried. I've seen you cry. Of course, you 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 express yourself. Your emotions come. But when I'm crying, you're like mad stone. Like you're like they're trying to be my strength. Like you were right. <laughs> uh, no, that's true. That's true. And it's it's so crazy because I was such an emotional kid. Yeah. Like I'm like we. You, would you say Eli is pretty emotional? Yeah. I feel like I was like Eli, mm-hmm. maybe even worse. Mm-hmm. And now I just kind of I don't know. I'm just I'm so jaded. Not maybe even worse. Don't make emotions bad. Sorry. Even more. I was emotional. more emotional. <laughs> I love my emotional son. Yeah. But um, I it's just funny to me. Like you, you always just are like a stone when I be like hyperventilating, crying, and then crying while pregnant. I be feeling like I can't breathe. Like and like my saliva gets thick i'm like i need i'm gonna choke i need water and he'd be like well, i'm gonna get you some water <laughs> <laughs> i haven't had a good cry in a long time you know those type of cries that you go like look at yourself in the mirror crying <laughs> <laughs> you look in your at yourself in the I mirror like as, when i was younger i feel like i've like been crying so much you want to go see what you look like <laughs> and you're just like <laughs> i don't remember ever doing that okay <laughs> Just me. I feel like someone's going to be like, I've done that I've shit. I've done that. I, I still do that shit. Mm-hmm. I forget where we were talking about our first date. Talking about our first date. Um, there was a comment that said, men don't go backwards sexually. Women don't go backwards in lifestyle. Can you, I, we, we wrote that down and I still don't understand that one. So, 
Meaning, if you start off spending a lot of money, they expect that to continue. And if it doesn't throughout the relationship, they start to feel like, what the fuck? You sold me dreams. And what this person is saying, the same with sex for men. So that if the woman's being extra freaky, trying to be extra like, you know, hypersexual in the beginning, that when it starts to fall off, the men are like, what the fuck? You like gassed me up. You made it seem like you was this freak. And now we're barely having sex. You said you suck dick on a handstand. Well, you did suck dick on a handstand. And now it's like, "Uh, uh, I got a headache. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I guess I kind of get that, but... It's also like you can't expect. I personally don't believe you could expect that same energy sexually all the time. So mm-hmm. to me, comparing the two doesn't really it's work. Because um, you're not this, like you're still a very sexual person, but I don't feel like you're sending me the same type of messages you were mm-hmm. that first week. <laughs> um, so and we, we kind of spoke about that, about how our sex life evolved due to like different things like work, school, like. Just different, different things. We we spoke about that before. But, and also, if you're in a r- real relationship, you are flexible in sex and in money. But not if you were lying about it in the beginning. That's the big one. You know, because people change jobs, people switch to entrepreneurship. And like, if you're with your person, you adjust to the money and the sex and everything. You know, like we were even talking about what you said to me. Was it last night? You were like, oh, my God, we're not going to be able to have sex for six weeks soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we were, oh, well, we, <laughs> we were about to have sex. And I was like, yo, we're not going to be able to do this for like six weeks. Once, Yeah, he's really counting it already, dreading it already. Because it's sex is important. I don't I don't masturbate that much when I really think about it. I've been trying to exercise my jaw. <laughs> I'm trying to not have the Gawk 1500 anymore. Listen, I am, Maybe but, 2000. 2000. Yeah. <laughs> by, the time, by the time we could do it again, she'll be a 3000. Yeah. See, I'm going to have six weeks to get it together. Uh, but I don't want this to come across. Like I, I know there's going to be so many other things going on. New baby, her, mm-hmm. her healing process. I'm... Hoping that we're, you know, we're fortunate enough that you're able to have a vaginal birth. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to consider. I, yeah. I don't want you to think that I'm going to be like just looking at you like, damn, can't do nothing with her. Like, Miss that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, it'll, it definitely has crossed my mind. Like, yeah. Time is moving fast. But those six weeks are going to go by so fast. Yeah. With a new baby, there's so much going on. We're not even going to be have enough energy to think about sex i have pretty pretty skinny arms you're gonna see this right arm brolic by the time this uh <laughs> oh i didn't get it i was like what oh so the joke was he's gonna masturbate Th- they got it you're the one who you didn't, didn't get it. it i didn't get it at first i'm like <laughs> what <laughs> um so on the dating there was and then i started too many i'm all over the place there were too many comments that just reminded me that so many men just hate women Somebody try to compare showing off money early is the same as like wearing makeup. So what you you get bamboozled with makeup? Yeah, like oh she she catfished me pretty much. Men do that shit with hats and beards too, but you know, people don't like to talk about that. Um 
the makeup thing. I'm very, if you follow us on Instagram, if you follow my personal page, I show my face both ways. And it's not because I think there's something wrong with women who don't. I do it for myself. for So I'm not hating my face. So I'm used to looking at it. Because um, I know I know a lot of people, not just women, but people that they can't post a picture without some type of filter, filter or dog ears. You know, that used to be a big thing. And it's I personally think you forget what you look like. Or, or you, not or, that you forget, you start to hate it. Yeah. Because you, you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning, right? When you're brushing your teeth. But there's people who won't take a picture or go say something on their stories without a filter, without this. And I'm not saying every single person who's like that hates their face. I think subconsciously. Body dysmorphia is real. Yeah, there's something there to that. Um, Even if you won't admit it, go look back at your last hundred stories and why do you have that fucking filter that makes you like a white person? (laughs) That's not, and there's a there's certain certain filters that are fun, but there's certain filters that literally change your your face structure, your nose, your jawbone, your lips. Like we need to tone it down a little bit for the sake of our mental health. Our children, some people, every photo of their kids has a filter, and that's scary. I'm like, whoa, we're like passing down our own. Self hate our own body dysmorphia to our kids already. Yeah, I, you're gonna get what you get. Obviously, when we when we do these, when we take pictures, we may take like ten pictures. Of course, you're gonna pick the ones that the you one feel looks are flattering. Yes. Um, but then when you start getting into the whole Photoshop and stuff like that, or the filters, I just think it's super unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I don't I don't put much thought into like if you take a picture of us i don't really care what you put up of me like mm-hmm. they're gonna get these angles and all these different mm-hmm. pictures of travis you decide if he's a handsome guy i don't yeah. give a fuck I, i'm not here to convince anyone of what i look like yeah just take me as i am uh, and listen every youtube video every podcast my face is beat but this is like a production and i feel like it just you know elevates the look of the show but I'm on Instagram stories with no makeup. My hair is not done. I don't teach my students with makeup. Um, if you're like, oh, let's go grab lunch or I'm not putting makeup on. Like makeup for me is once in a blue. But even the fact that I'm so conscious of it, I still go through my body dysmorphia moments. Right. Or like I went to an event that my friend had. And everybody dressed up, but I didn't do my makeup. Because I'm like, oh, I look cute. My hair's out. Like, I don't need to do my makeup. But then everybody else had their makeup done. And I kind of hate how I look in all the pictures. But I'm like, fuck it. You know? So it happens. Even when you're trying to, like, be above the body dysmorphia, you still feel it. I think the biggest thing is just being aware of it. And just not letting yourself, you know, fall down this rabbit hole of, you know, you, you got to remind yourself that this is not real mm-hmm. and and give yourself affirmations right look in the mirror even if you're li- you feel you're lying to yourself i'm beautiful Th- no one's skin is perfect acne is normal pores are normal um all these images that make me feel less beautiful are fake you know like remind yourself of those things 
so that you eventually start to feel it, you know, fake it till you make it. Yeah. But um, we went off on a tangent, but that was basically, you know, people talking shit. Um, one of the comments was, what do women reciprocate, if anything? Like trying to say like, you know. They don't bring anything to the table. We don't bring anything to the table. <laughs> take a moment of silence I, for that. I just was so upset because it's like, and I have to remember and not take it personal. Like maybe he got mommy issues or got his heart broken or just wasn't raised properly. Got to give people grace. But I put a question box in our Instagram stories, basically to ask people, what do women bring to the table? I wanted it to be a moment for people to sh share and highlight women and what women do and bring to the table, right? Especially because women are the marginalized group, right? It's okay to big them up once in a while, give them the floor, shine a light on them. It doesn't take away from you or anyone else. Um, so here were some of the responses. One of them was one we've heard before, like women multiply what you give them. If you give them groceries, they make you a meal. If you give them a house, they'll give you a home. Those types of things, which I agree, but I also know that not every woman is a cook and a homemaker and we have to not only equate womanhood with domestic work. Yeah. Even though a lot of women thrive in that, you know, I personally feel like I thrive in making our house a home or dinner and cooking and all those things, but not every woman does and, and that's okay. And you're more than just that. And I'm more than that. Exactly. Um someone said anything and everything. Women could be breadwinners and still take care of the home. And that's true. But it's also fucked up. Like men need to step it up because we live in a society, especially depending where in the country you live and how much money you make. Both the both partners are working, yet one of them still ends up doing more of the housework, and that's not fair. So we need to fix that. So I mean, um, solely based off of who makes more or who makes less should be the homemaker. No, who's if y'all both working? Okay, y'all both need to be helping in the house equally. Equally, okay, not yeah, about how much money you make. That I agree. But uh, most of the time, women take on both working and the domestic work. And that's not fair. We need to balance it out. Balance that out and realize it. Because what happens is we don't see home work as work. Like laundry, cooking, cleaning, even though there are literally million dollar businesses for laundry, for cooking, for cleaning. And you get it from a, one of your partners for free. And we don't see it as work. And that's definitely a problem. Somebody said, my money, education, and drive that will leave you so motherfucking quick if you believe that shit. And I like that. I, I like women who hold their men accountable to not just supporting them, but just being against misogyny in general. You know, like being feminist. And I don't know. Y'all already see how I am. <laughs> it's it's a the evolution of Travis has been real. Yeah. Um, you weren't like a misogynist, but I think my I, the ideas I had of, of a lot of topics have changed greatly due to you. Um, yeah. I could have easily gone another 
path yeah if i hadn't met you and had you not opened up my my eyes to certain things um mm -hmm. you know i'm not a hundred percent on i'm not a hundred percent everything you say yeah i still have my own ideas but i feel like the things you have opened me up to have been positive things and yeah um yeah i'm, I'm happy with those things that reminds me, like, when people say, you could be friends and have different value, different ideas, right? That's true, but not if your ideas and values revolve around misogyny or homophobia. No, we can't be friends if no. that's where our differences lie. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we do have our own opinions on certain things, and we, we debate certain things. Like, I know sometimes you'll see something online, and be like, what do you think about this? And we kind of both listen and watch and then have a discussion to kind of see where our head's at. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of the, um, I'm not going to get into it too much, but quick example. When there were people who were saying, like, I support Trump. I was like, so you support everything he's saying? No, 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 no. Just these things here. But I'm like, but what about the racism and the misogyny mm -hmm. and all that? Oh, I'm not really focused on that. No, no, no. It's a whole package. Yeah. You can't pick and choose. And mm -hmm. same thing goes with friendships relationships you can't just pick and choose mm -hmm. what you're gonna accept from that person and and choose to ignore mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying absolutely definitely um last thing oh so there was we recently got a new follower on instagram who seems like a great guy i think he found us because of the we have we have a giveaway yeah by the time you hear this I, well uh, like it ends Sunday at 8 p.m. So you have like three hours if you if you if watch you, <laughs> right away. So on Halloween at 8 p.m. the giveaway closes for Save Mankind. So I think that's how he found us, and he responded to the question, and he said both sides need to bring love, commitment, transparency, support, trust, and communication. Been together with my significant other for 10 years, five years married, and it's a good recipe. I love the message. This wasn't the place for it. I love the message. I I don't disagree. But like I said earlier, this was a moment to put women on pedestals that they deserve to be on to highlight what they bring to the table. So I don't want to hear, well, we both got to do X, Y, and Z. No, think, take a second and reflect. I am so fortunate because my woman does X, Y, and Z. That's what I wanted to see and hear. Like, I'd be lost without her in this area. I don't give a fuck how it sounds. Like, there are certain situations where we need to step back and acknowledge the other person. And yeah. that's the moment that I was trying to pull. Yeah. And I don't think this person even realized it. You know, it wasn't anything done purposely or intentionally or maliciously but we need to be conscious of those moments when we're asking about women it was her time to show it was her time just like in the workforce if someone if they're saying how can we make the black experience better at this company and then karen's like well we could all use some no not, one's talking about you time. right now you know so we have to be conscious of those little moments where we're taking up space for a marginalized population um so you ready for our next topic babe yeah let's do it so this week everyone's on the internet sharing memes sharing shit 
that Jada Pinkett Smith is horrible, that she embarrassed Will. Will okay. again. <laughs> um, so the 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 story that the way it's being shown to us is basically uh Jada complains about her sex life with Will. Mm-hmm. Makes the, the way it was I from just without even doing any research, it just seemed like she was trying to say like their sex life was lackluster because of him. That's and what I got from it. Yeah, and we were like, oh shit, what did she say? So we're like, oh, we gotta talk, we gotta talk about this. Let's do some research. Uh-huh. So first, we came across an article, a, a Yahoo article, and then in the Yahoo article, they um they sh- pasted the the actual interview. But they were they weren't focusing on what was said. They were focusing on all the negative comments online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even the headline was a negative comment. It was like, oh, Jada embarrasses Will again. Again, yeah, yeah. And then they put a whole bunch of tweets of people coming at Jada. And then they kind of pasted what she said and we read it and we're like, wait. And we I was really... I was reading it and I was still confused because yeah. you, you don't get those um those gestures. or And not even gestures. Literally the words itself, I didn't see where she embarrassed him or anything. So I was like, wait. That that old saying, you got to get it straight from the horse's mouth. So we went to the horse. We went to the horse. We watched the video. We watched that part. She did not embarrass Will. Literally a couple of episodes ago, Travis and I discussed how important it is to communicate what you want in the bedroom. Jada literally just said... It was uncomfortable for her to talk about the things she wanted or needed different in the bedroom. Yeah, they've been together since they were 22. 22. And let's think about it. They're a whole generation above us. So if it's still uncomfortable for us millennials, right? Gen Z is probably going to be a little bit more comfortable, right? Because the the narrative is changing about that. People are taking more um, accountability for their own sex lives, right? She said nothing wrong. She literally said, it's hard for me. It's been difficult. It's awkward when I want to say something. I try. I know it's important. But it's uncomfortable. She did, And she never even said, oh, we had horrible sex at times. She literally barely said anything about their sex life. Yeah, that's why it's so important to do research on these things. And I, stop sharing memes just to share them. I was, uh, the memes are funny get a good laugh out of them but then it just goes to show you that so much misinformation is um being spread mm-hmm. it's scary and this is for something to me that's not that important but then you start thinking about like political stuff and it's like damn this misinformation can be spread and so it's easy also furthering the the perspective that we're not supposed to be talking about sex it's furthering the idea that your partner's supposed to just know how to t- please you every single time like um instinctually that's not real life that's not realistic we cannot read each other's minds right um maybe your partner wants to do something extra freaky different in the bed and you're with it but you hate it what you're gonna just say okay we could keep doing that even though you don't like it you know what i'm saying like we have to communicate and it's okay Uh, and trust me like Steph has said, even for our generation, it is still it's something nerve wracking about having those conversations. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Even even us now, even though we know communication is important, it's still tough for me to say, you know, babe, I want you to 
<laughs> I can't even say the joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still tough. Mm-hmm. So like you said, imagine Will and Jada's generation. Yeah. What's their generation called? Um, I don't know. I think they're older than Generation X. Dinosaurs. But <laughs> um, yeah, they, they definitely took it out of context. It's not yeah, that deep. It is literally not that deep. And if you listen to it, she doesn't even get too personal. And the reason it even comes up is because she's having the conversation with her mom, who's only been married to her husband for five years. So their communication and their dynamic is different, is more modern. Gwyneth Paltrow has three years married to her spouse. So they've both had experiences with different people, with new marriages. They're like, they don't want to make the same mistakes from their previous relationships. So they're using more modern understandings of love and communication where jada said well we've been married 26 years so it's a little different so imagine 26 years ago it was probably even more of a taboo for especially a woman to say i want to do this or that or you know i want you to rub my clit in circles instead of up and down (laughs) are you embarrassed no I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm happy you had the courage to say it. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, um, if it's uncomfortable for us now, imagine 26 years ago. So those feelings are 100% valid. And in no point did she throw Will under the bus. At no point did she ever say our sex life was bad. Yeah. She just said it's difficult. It's harder to, like, you know, talk about those things. And it's not always so woohoo, stars and rainbows or whatever. Um, and that expectation of wanting your partner to read your mind. We literally spoke about that a couple of episodes ago. It was like a highlight of it. Um, another part of this conversation that I really liked, Gwyneth Paltrow talks, she makes a connection that speaking up for yourself is taking accountability and escaping victimhood. So instead of like, he's not doing this. He doesn't know how to please me here. You are taking accountability for your own sexual satisfaction by opening up the conversation. Just so basically don't just assume he's going to get it without you opening it up and communicating that. And not only don't assume that, take part of the responsibility in knowing that you didn't speak up. He can't read your mind. Same vice versa. Oh, she's this, that. Did you tell her? Did you communicate that with her? So the responsibility isn't solely on your partner. Part of it is yours. And when you do that, when you take accountability for it, you're more likely to open up the conversation and improve your own sex life. Like, why sit in misery? Because you don't want to talk about it. Um, But it is a difficult conversation. What suggestions do you have for people who like do want to open up that conversation with their partner. I think you can like maybe even plan a date around it. Mm. Like it can be the topic of conversation. Um, definitely just attacking it head on. Like mm-hmm. there's no, just like pulling a bandaid. You just mm-hmm. have to, you just have to jump, you know, have that um, leap of faith mm-hmm. and trust in that the person you chose to be your life partner is going to be receptive. Yeah. Um, and if they aren't, then, you know, maybe it's time to reevaluate mm-hmm. some things. Like, am I going to spend the rest of my life with someone who isn't open to changing things? Yeah. Uh-huh. I wonder if there are, like, any books or, like, games or, like, other things like that. There probably are. We should probably look into it. Yeah. But um, 
definitely just being like, oh, can we talk about this? Asking, like, and being direct. Like, instead of saying, babe, the other night, um, I didn't like the way, be like, oh, can we talk about, like, yeah. sex let's, last night? Let's sit down. Let's, let's, mm-hmm. you know, give each other our um, undivided attention. Let's put the phones mm-hmm. away. I notice now as my belly's growing bigger, there's certain changes that happen in the bedroom that we're like, you know, thinking on our feet and like, wait, pass me this pillow. <laughs> but some even today I was like, oh my God, are we going to talk about last night? Because like sex has evolved for us because of my obviously belly, you know? So even those things like saying, oh, are we going to talk about last night or are we going to just not? You know what? I just thought about sometimes people want to talk too much about it and that could be uncomfortable for some people. What do you mean? So I have a friend that um, basically their partner would ask after every sexual encounter, like, was it good? Mm. Was it good? But it wasn't more so of a conversation to communicate what went well, what went bad, but more so they needed that affirmation. affirmation. Like they felt self-conscious about their own sexual abilities that's a that's a no-no that's yeah. a no-no um yeah these i personally don't, i don't i wouldn't do that yeah um just because you kind of you seem um unsure like or insecure yeah um yeah i i, I don't it's know it's awkward but i also feel like if your partner is feeling insecure then maybe there's something that you could do as well to kind of affirm them during sex yeah you know like some people are like talkers some people aren't talkers it makes it uncomfortable Um, but i mean i'm trying to think how you could combat that and i know like let's say we have a session that's better than or better than normal Mm -hmm. and i'm at work you'll text me like last night was (laughs) amazing yeah and that's the affirmation without me even asking for it. Yeah, yeah. But it's also kind of foreplay because then we're kinda, it kind of gets us in the mood and mm-hmm. excited for the next time. Yeah. Um, I feel like sometimes it might be inner work. If it is insecurity, maybe it's something that has nothing to do with your partner and you have to acknowledge that and like do the work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever, however that is. It's yeah, different it, for everybody. You're kind of putting this um, insecurity on someone Mm-hmm. And then now they have to do work. That's- Which goes back to the accountability. Understanding that you have part to do with your sexual satisfaction, um, not just your partner. Um, so it made me also think about vulnerability. Do you feel like talking about sex is exposing you? Like, is it vulnerable of you? Hell yeah. Um, you know, there's things I've wanted to try in the past and I've had to like muster up the courage to tell you. And even though I've had like fear of like, she's going to think I'm a fucking weirdo. (laughs) And let's say we've done it and it's just like, not our thing, not my thing. Yeah. That, I think that's a, a great, um, great experience because I had the courage to tell you, Mm -hmm. you tried on the whips. (laughs) <laughs> and we didn't like it. I have not tried whips, but okay. Um, it wasn't whips, but we tried it. We didn't uh-huh. like it and we moved on. But at least I knew that you were open to trying mm-hmm. things for me. You want to know something? Oh, boy. It just made me think something that 
I was scared to say or do. Okay. So we recently talked about how like I struggle with like self-satisfaction, like masturbating and stuff and how I got a couple of toys or whatever. Mm. So I remember having sex and like kind of wanting to bring a toy. Mm. But like sometimes I'm scared. Like, does is that going to make him think that like I'm not enjoying this? Like I need the toy? No, I, I don't feel that way. We've used the toy, but that wasn't the first time. And we time didn't I, have a conversation. That wasn't the first time I thought about it though. Gotcha. Like I kind of held myself back from asking you to introduce it. Listen, for the record, in front of all these people. <laughs> If there's anything I can do to improve our sexual experience, I am yeah. here for. And it's not that it's like I need it, but you know, right. once no, in a I while. No, I say need. Improve. Yeah. Once in a while, it was like, it crossed my mind, but in the as it crossed my mind, I was afraid to say it. Okay. But. And then we eventually. And it, it's like, think about that, right? Think about how open we are with one another. Uh-huh. And it was still awkward. So imagine people who aren't. And then after we used it. I kind of was like worried. I, I remember asking you, like, did you enjoy that? Like, was it good? Like me, I was doing that shit. <laughs> but it was just, I wanted to make sure that you were okay with it. Care. What's that toy called? A rose. It, it, it's being charged on my side of the bed. <laughs> it, me and me, tag team duo. Would you ever like reach for it? Like, okay, let me bring this in. Have you thought about it? I have thought about it and my only... The only reason I'm hesitant is because it's pretty intense. It is intense. Like, I got to really be in the mood for that. So that's why I kind of, I let you lead with that. Okay. Because it's so intense. And every time we have done it, even when it's been, you know, of your own, um, mm-hmm. y- you brought it in. It's just been a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, need, it, need, it needs one lower it's setting. setting. Oh, my God. The makers of the rose. You need to make one that's not so crazy. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that's the only, only reason why I haven't. But, yeah, it's crossed my mind. Okay. Vulnerability. Do you think vulnerability is a bad thing? No. For me, it's a turn on. Okay. Um, Just communicating turns me on. Like, when you're just telling me the things that's on your mind and mm-hmm. just being open and honest, I'm like, yo, this person is really laying it out there. I think it has to do with it shows how much we trust each other or mm-hmm. that I trust you. The fact that I know this is a weakness and I trust you with it and that you aren't going to hurt me by like, ex- you know. Exposing it or yeah. using it against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's never been my style. And I think that's like the shittiest thing you can do to a person mm-hmm. is use something they've brought you in on, whether it be a secret or a fear, and then just weaponizing it Mm -hmm. it's fucked up i'd be like um i gotta tell you something i feel like i do that when i feel like i'm being oh travis hates when i say i gotta tell you something my heart he and she always says the same thing i hate this i'm not about to tell you i suck the dick yeah every (laughs) time i'm like oh i gotta tell you something i feel like he thinks i like freaking had a threesome in the back of Walmart or some shit like he i'm like what do you think i'm gonna say it's never gonna be that crazy just tell me i don't need the the the, the warning I, he literally his face turns pale i'm like babe it, i am not leaving you <laughs> i gotta tell you something I, let's how about you know language is important say like can we have a talk 
That's worse, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like any of it. He just be panicked. But I feel like most of the time when that happens is because I feel like I'm being judgy in a situation or like I might have felt a way about a situation, but you didn't. So I'm like, I got to be honest with you. Like when that happened, this is how I really felt. And then I'm worried about you being like, bitch, the fuck? You I remember, I remember the crazy. last time you did that. I won't say what it was, uh-huh. but I'm just like, okay. Like most of the time, I say like 99% of the time when you hit me with the, I got to tell you something, it's things I really don't care about. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I care that it's affecting you or maybe it made you feel a way, but I don't care in the sense that you're, if you're worried that it's going to affect me. Like you're never like, you crazy bitch. Why do you feel that way? Yeah, yeah. You're kind of, you validate my feelings. I'm like, oh yeah, me too. I don't, I don't, you'd be like, oh, I didn't see it that way, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Or you sometimes tell me, like, I'm reading into it too much, or you bring me down. <laughs> I center you. Yeah, you do. Definitely. Um, how are you feeling? Feeling good. Do you think we're done? If you think we're done, I think you think we're done. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any last thoughts, last minute? I don't know if you could hear a motorcycle outside, but that just reminded me of oh, one the of listener. our- listener? Yeah, who was like- when I'm driving in Florida and the sirens are going off, I think I'm about to get pulled over. <laughs> but we're in New York City. And we're in the Bronx. So right now there's dirt bikes. Um, we also live near a hospital, so we get a lot of ambulances. Not going to lie, peak COVID, it was bad. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about now because, it's, you know, those ambulances probably was someone who wasn't doing so well. Oh, I, I it started to affect me. Like I used to think, like, oh my god, could we live here? Like it was like a lot, like nonstop sirens. But now it's like normal New York sirens, <laughs> and I forget. But yo, that shit was triggering. That March to May 2020, it was like a lot and all night. Remember the um the pot banging. The what? The pop. Oh, the pop banging. It wasn't that much here. You don't think so? I think they did it. Uh, I don't know. The, we moved apartments within the building that we lived in. Remember, we lived in the back of the building. Mm-hmm. But then once we moved up here and we were facing the um the street, I feel like we heard it a lot more. Yeah. That was nuts. Crazy times. I mean, we're yeah. still we're still in it, but those like the at the height of it is crazy to think about. It was bad. All the sirens. Um. Yeah. All right, baby. Daddy. Do you still like me? I still like you. (laughs) Peace, y'all. Bye. Happy Halloween. Boo.